This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the third Sunday of Easter, the 18th of April. We've learnt a lot of new expressions over this last year. One of them is the roadmap out of this pandemic. Those of us old enough to remember what a roadmap is like, life before Satnav, will perhaps remember how journeys could often be quite precarious moments. I will admit there have been occasions in the past when, depending on the skills of a co-pilot, we've taken wrong turns, and as I hate being late for anything, I had preferred to turn back rather than face the ignominy of arriving late. It may not be the universally accepted wisdom of the times, but a great deal of so-called progress has brought us no further forward to the goal of life's journey. C.S. Lewis once put it like this, we all want progress, but if you're on the wrong road, progress means doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. In that case, the man who turns back soonest is the most progressive. This is what we see the two disciples do on the road to Emmaus. This lovely story of the Mass this Sunday follows the resurrection and is read several times in the course of the liturgical year and it is a touching and captivating account of how Jesus appears to them. They're going to Emmaus, which we think may have been a Roman garrison. Whatever it was, it was in the opposite direction to Jerusalem and Jerusalem was the centre of sacrifice. So they are going in the wrong direction. They are fleeing, moving to a rival centre of power. We're meant to identify with these two disciples because we all tend to walk in the wrong way, away from self-sacrificing love. They seek security in Emmaus, not Jerusalem. And whether it be for us power or honour, or wealth, or whatever it is that makes us feel falsely secure, we are walking towards Emmaus and away from Jerusalem, the centre and place of a life of sacrifice. Jesus comes and walks with them, which is a lovely thought. We don't have a God who waits for us, but he comes looking for us and walking with us. The whole of the Bible is about this quest. God seeking us out. Even when we're walking the wrong way, he comes and meets us and walks with us. You might wonder, as I have done, why they didn't recognise Jesus. It's a point that's made in other appearances after the resurrection. They failed to recognise Jesus. Well, they're walking the wrong way. And the way we think, the way we speak, has a lot to do with the way we walk. If you're walking the wrong way, you're not going to understand. So with faux innocence, Jesus asks, what are you discussing as you walk along? They stop. And that's good because it makes them and us think about where we're going. When he's explained everything to them and make sure that they've got it clearly, all that has been said about him in the scriptures from the beginning, then he is able to go in with them 
and do the breaking of bread. Do the very thing that personifies and perpetuates the act of his self-sacrificing love, the Eucharistic sacrifice. That same sacrifice, first done in Jerusalem, is at the very centre of what we do daily here in the Mass, the very heart of all true faith and of true religion. The centre and the origin of our Christian joy and optimism is the weekly offering of the Eucharistic sacrifice. It was there at that moment when the disciples encountered the risen Jesus first and foremost, and it is also our definitive meeting with him. Without this meeting, we cannot be what we are, or what we have been made for, or what gives life its deepest meaning. The two disciples on the road to Emmaus are a model for us in the way that we approach Jesus at Mass. The whole scene is one of despondency to begin with. They're fearful, they're lacking joy and optimism. They're weighed down by their worries. We often feel like that, especially in these days. We've often come to Mass like them, so conscious of what's filling our lives that we don't hear. Or we've become so used to hearing words, the words of gospel, the words of the liturgy, that we don't absorb it. We're so used to the mystery that we aren't moved by it. The gospel says they were awestruck as their eyes were opened. And we ought to be awestruck is what St. Pope John Paul II says should be our sense of Eucharistic amazement. What is it we're amazed at exactly? Well, it's the fact of our debt being written off like a rich relative or friend who comes along and writes out the cheque that's the solution to all our financial problems. We look on awestruck. The redemption is just that. Christ has paid the price. He's written off the debt of the sins of mankind. And each week that redemption is replayed for us at the Mass. As it unfolds, that event, Jesus coming alongside us, speaking to us. The scriptures are open to us. Our hearts burn within us. And transfixed, we listen and look on as the two disciples at the table in Emmaus. At least that's the theory. And our response is a simple one, because Jesus doesn't ask us for too much. So long as we can say, as they did, remain with us, because it is evening and it is dark outside. We can say this with real meaning at the present time, because we have known firsthand the darkness that's enveloped so many of our lives, the fear that many continue to feel, and the temptation that we have to walk in the opposite direction because we may be feeling a bit fed up. When the two eventually returned to Jerusalem to tell the others that Jesus was alive, they would, of course, have found Mary there and gathered around her for strength. As we think about her place in the story of the resurrection, we ask her to remain with us also and to draw us in closer to her son, the bread of life. Let us pray. May your people exult forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope 
to the rejoicing of the day of resurrection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.